If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores seeking through the nuts and bolts of life. This is the, uh, you might want to get the kids, uh, you might want to turn this off right now. Oh. I don't intend to be profane, That's of course, or anything like that, but uh, it's, it's, it's subject material that you may not want children to hear. You can catch it on the podcast. I was alerted by an emailer to a story that I thought so preposterous, I spent considerable time verifying it. There's a... Uh, a health website that apparently is very popular. By the way, as an aside, yeah. I think the worst thing you can do is get your medical information from the internet. Uh, They'll have you dead and buried in about two minutes. Yeah, you want if you have a problem or a concern, go to a doctor, a live doctor. Don't go to the Google. No, they'll just worry you. So, but in any event, those medical sites are plentiful, and apparently, there's a very popular one called Healthline. One word. Okay. In um, California. Mm. In fact, it's called one of the most trafficked websites in the U.S. I went to the website. Okay. Uh, this, uh, this is a respected online health journal. Hmm. And they announced a major shift this week in an attempt to be more inclusive to the LGBTQIA, community. Got it. All right. I don't know if I should do this. Well, you lost all your listeners who have kids with them by saying turn it off. So you're you're all in now. I guess like from now on. Is there a way you can gently? I'm really trying. Mm -hmm. But it's an it's and I'm not doing this to be sophomoric. There's an important point that needs to be made ultimately about this. From now on on this health website, which is uh, very accommodating to uh, the LGBTQIA community, the term front hole will be used instead of the word vagina. Because... Thank you for that clarification. um, Okay. Healthline has claimed health disparities in higher rates of HIV and STIs observed in LGBTQIA communities are due to the, to the discrimination in the sex education world. 
So the California-based health information provider has adopted the gender-inclusive term front hole in place of the medical term vagina in their latest LGBTQIA safe sex guide, which I went and actually read. And right. Read. Right. Okay. And uh, I never thought it was going to come to that. How are you going to explain that internet history at home? Right. I did it here. Oh, For the purpose of this guide, we'll refer to the vagina as the front hole instead of solely using the medical term vagina, the document explains. This is gender-inclusive language that's considerate of the fact that some trans people don't identify with the labels the medical community attaches to their genitals. For example, some trans and non-binary identified people assigned female at birth may enjoy being the receptors of... Um... Right. I think I can Learn understand. Into a little roadblock I can, uh, there. Ice cream store or something like that. Yeah. Uh, an alternative word that's becoming increasingly popular in trans and queer communities is, is front hole. Mm-hmm. FH, huh? Yeah. Can VH get any? Women who, <laughs> women who, Women who claim they are men but are still anatomically female feel that accurately labeling their genitals is problematic because they don't identify with the medically correct terms. In other words, they accurately fear that if someone knows they have a vagina, those people will assume that they are female when they have decided that they are not. Sure. So they've been bandying this new term around for quite some time. Okay. All right. Language for sex that is coded in anatomy is meant to reinforce a heteronormative, reproductive-based idea of sex. The terms people use for their sexual body parts are a large contributor to them feeling comfortable engaging in certain sex acts. Uh, And then... Sure. Boy, I'd like to be the gal that wrote the new Fifty Shades of Grey book with that terminology. Right. here's Here's why I brought this up. Here we go. We're all curious. Yeah. Well, these would be the same people, I suspect, who would demand that the likes of me accept what they would consider to be settled science on man-made climate change. Fair statement? Yes. Because you're way out there in the progressive left yes. here coming yes. up with this BS. M- more these than the, likely. These are the same people that would insist that the likes of me accept what they believe to be the settled science, which is not settled science, on man-made climate change. I believe the climate changes. I believe it always has and always will. Right. But I believe nature is bigger than man. So I question the science. A lot of it based on computer modeling. There can be no questioning of the medical science in reference to these body parts. Was that a fair statement? Yes, they're clinical, and this is uh, uh, that's fact. That's what the medical industry has has used for terms. But and so but forth. but this crowd, in complete denial of settled science, for since the beginning of time, actually, this crowd would insist that they are merely and whimsically, capriciously, and arbitrarily assigned a a gender at birth. Mm. Thus, they are in the denial of the science that they can just look at. It almost sounds like this should be a Snoop Dogg bit. 
Yeah. What are these? What is this thing? Yeah. The, what is this? The, the science is you either got one of those V words or you don't. Right? Right. Right. That's, isn't that truth? That's fact. Truth, but there's yes. a, but there's a, 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 but in this trans community, you may foghorn that. Okay. I will do that. In this trans community, there is the growing insistence that they do not have to adhere what virtually everyone in the world accepts as settled science because they find it arbitrary and they can be make up their own rules, their own terms. And and now, and now they wish to be accommodated to the point of eliminating the correct medical term for that particular female part of the anatomy, which they find to have been assigned to them merely Merely as a result of a of a nurse or a doctor writing something down when they were born that they now disagree with. Right, it was fact at the time. It's and that's, fact. It's still fact. Right. That's insanity. And again, I'm not suggesting people don't struggle with sexual identity. I get all that. I, I'm 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 on board. I'm on board. But it's gone. It's gone to the point where you are now completely making up otherworldly beliefs that have no basis in truth. That's FH, fake hole. That's why it, it's that's why I felt compelled to point this out. This is utter nonsense. It's nonsense. And and another reason why why in God's name would anybody go to this Healthline website for information when you realize that they have in their employee people who are more than willing to accommodate this insanity. Right. So do we call it the back or the rear then? Right, where are you going? Well, and well, and not to not to belabor this because it it could it could. Uh, uh, Kenny will be here in half an hour. I know. Not to be here early. Not to belabor this, but why is this why is this concern only expressed for a female? Why? Well, I, I guess they have to come up with another term for the male, right? Well, yeah, um, I think it'd be. Well, we're not going to. No, yeah, we're not going to come up with one. With we're not going to come up with one. Six five one. No, we're, well, you can start answering the phones. Let's go here, Angie. You don't need to call. Yeah, we're good. But listen, language for sex that is coded in anatomy. Stop right there. Let's parse this sentence. There's nothing coded about it. There's nothing coded about it. You either have a penis when you're born or a vagina. That those aren't coded anatomical words. Those are real words right. that express a truth. Language for sex that is coded in anatomy is meant to reinforce, and here's the key to this, a heteronormative reproductive-based idea of sex. And that is what's found to be disagreeable. That that, that must suggest, in other words, some position of power, patriarchy, uh, privilege or what have you. And and we're not here to be reproductive and we're not here to be heteronormative. We're here to do our thing. And thus we reject and, and insist that you must accept that these anatomical words, which have been used for hundreds and th- maybe since the beginning of time, they're, they're, they're just, they're a false front that mean nothing because we have decided that that doesn't apply to me, doesn't apply to us. 
I'm really thankful that for some reason in there, your, your light is really dim. Really, I'm really, really <laughs> holding back. because I wanted to know, what is this named for? Waka waka. I don't know. I don't know either. Maybe we'll find out. I'm going to go to uh, no uh, Healthline no. MD or whatever no, it is. No, you're not. Okay. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. is going to happen, bro. Where are we? We got to push back, baby. I can't get John Hyde to accept this group. Why doesn't he? Just not his cup of tea. Huh. Arcade Today is one of the Ides. Eid al-Adha, and tens of thousands of Muslims in the metro area are, as we speak, celebrating Eid al-Adha at the U.S. Bank Stadium. Did you know that? Uh, I did know that because I saw that in the... uh, We're uh, invited. Yeah, 15 bucks per ticket. Well, it's a party. Yeah. I mean, they they, they want... Guys like you and me there because oh, um, we're uh, they want to um, showcase the. Uh, I, it's not Eid al Fitter. What is, it's the other? This one. is Eid al Adha, which uh, is to note uh, the testing of Ibrahim's faith when God commanded him to sacrifice his only son Ismail. Uh, God spared that. A son in the Christian and Jewish version of the story, Abraham is ordered to kill his other son Isaac. Uh, so today, the events began at nine a.m. There's going to be prayer sessions and a carnival, and uh, many participants are asking for dialogue and understanding. Right. And to way the, the way we remembered um, the first one was the uh, the well, tailor. We, we right? imagine a tailor shop, and he, he would say, "I'd outfit her." It's his turn. I got this one. And the door opens, the bell rings. This one might be... um, This is different. This one might be in an accounting firm. Mm -hmm. And he says, Aid al-Adha. Like he's going to add her to the list. Mm -hmm. Aid al-Adha. Well, I hope it's a peaceful event. It certainly sounds like it. Yeah, I think that's... I think there could be a a give, maybe, you know, with, with our culture, their culture. Maybe we kind of figure it all out together and not... Stay uh, uh, separate, uh, Mr. Mayor. Yeah, um, we're getting some reaction from the story you brought up in the last yeah, segment. Yeah, I would imagine people are bold enough to tune back in. Uh, Josh uh, tweets at both myself and Rookie. Mm-hmm. The uh, the male equivalent will just be called the front pole. And Chief Offside Correspondent Kelsey said Kenny is a rear hole. <laughs> right, so I just, here we go. How are you? P O L L? Yeah. Okay. 
We are at a time of a lot of political rhetoric that is geared toward hate, division, and this kind of event creates an opportunity for us to come together in a space where we share celebration. Abdul Ahi Farah with the Muslim Coalition of Isaiah said. Uh, meanwhile, over two million pilgrims are carrying out the final rites of the Hajj in Saudi Arabia. Pilgrims walk to a complex in Mina on Tuesday to throw pebbles at three columns. Muslims believe the devil tried to talk the prophet Ibrahim out of submitting to God's will there. The final days of Hajj coincide with the Eid al-Adha holiday or Feast of Sacrifice to commemorate Ibrahim's test of faith. Uh, Muslims slaughter livestock and distribute the meat to the poor. And there was some fear or some uh, belief that during this event inside the football stadium, that animals were going to be uh, slaughtered. And that is not, uh, the the reports are that is not to uh, be the case. That is not to be the case. Oh, you might be able to get a you know maybe a, a pork free hot dog. They're somewhere. actually actually the food vendors are open for this. This must be a party of some sort. Oh, well, I'm and, I'm, uh, I'm glad they're having their their bash. Very peaceful, and uh, I wonder what I I do would like to know what kind of turnout they're going to get. We've got a, a, a huge twenty five thousand. I heard hmm. maybe more. Let's see who's making the bank on that. Take public math. transportation was being urged, and twenty five k. Times what did I say? Fifteen bucks to get in. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how this works too. Uh, I don't know what overseeing group. I would presume, you know, the public owns the stadium in essence, don't they? I, doesn't doesn't the Metropolitan Sports Facilities Commission? Don't you charge a fee to use the building? I would imagine. Yeah, so. somebody's got to somebody's got to come up with the check. But if that's only three hundred seventy-five grand, well, that should the, cover the rental for a day. If that, leave a little extra and go to SeaWorld. I don't know what it costs to, to rent it. I don't either. But I would imagine that a fee would have had to have been come up with to, to use the building. Or maybe you got a player in the community that comes through. Well, you never know. One of the Ides said, uh, yeah, I got this. I, I'll add her. Sports, uh, not no, no. Uh, Garage Logic will be back in a moment. But now thanks to our good friends in Oatana, Minnesota, at Federated Insurance, where it's their business to protect your business, and nobody does that better than Federated. It's Bruce Vale with Your Money Now. And we're looking at another decent day in the stock market. Stocks are slowly climbing the ladder. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is now up 99 points. The Blue Chip Index uh, briefly broke out of correction territory for the first time in more than six months. Uh, The NASDAQ Composite is up 46 points. The S&P 500 is ahead 10. Following a complaint by the Department of Housing and Urban Development that some of its housing advertisements could violate the Fair Housing Act, Facebook said it will remove more than 5,000 targeting options to help prevent discriminatory advertising. HUD's complaint said that advertisers on Facebook could choose to show their ads by gender or exclude people who are interested in getting an assistance dog or mobility scooter, as well as people who live in certain zip codes. Clothing chain Old Navy said it will take its plus-size collection offline, adding it to 75 stores. Old Navy has offered plus-sizes since 1994 as part of a specialty collection, not simply larger sizes of the brand's main line. Old Navy's women's line offers 74 different sizes. I'm Bruce Vail with your money now on 1500 ESPN. All right, Mr. Vale, I appreciate that. We'll talk to you in one hour. Everything okay on your end? Yeah, it's going. I, uh, you were, I really don't have time to hear your problems anyway. I'll talk <laughs> yeah, to you, you next time. You don't. You really. I really don't. Thanks, bro. I just pot you down and get you out of here. 
Uh, that's Bruce Vail with the Your Money Now report. Uh, nervous about the State Fair? Nervous about seeing Garage Logic at the State Fair? Don't be. We're live Thursday, Friday, and then Monday through Friday. So check out the front porch. Buy all of your merchandise right there on hand. It is the easiest thing you can do. And don't forget, if you're worried about the podcast, the future of Garage Logic, go to Garage Logic. Commencing Garage Logic segment number eight. Hey, gang, look what just arrived. What do you got, boss? Mm. Scott Erie was here. He dropped off the Garage Logic uh, Hall of Fame medals for the fair nice. for this year's class. Nice. And the new medal this year, the uh, CI Hall of Fame. Look at that. Cool. With a spark plug. Hold it up for those folks it. listening at home. Yeah. <laughs> and on the on the other side, it says, uh, it's in uh, uh, Latin, Multinorum Dominus Cylindri. GL 2018. Look at that. Nice. Those things are hefty, too. That's not cheap, is it? Uh, These are very heavy. These are made out of uh, bronze. Yeah, he got, he was, he went to, uh, he had to go to the shop. Oh, yeah. The GL blacksmith. That's exciting. And you got, he's got an ample supply. I think we got 10 of each. Well, Scott had inquired about the availability of the first time you give one of those out, but it's, it's spontaneous. There's really no schedule to give out the, the cylinder index ones will be spontaneous and we always we we just have a uh we have a, a a means of rating who gets the hall of fame one and i have a list of last year's winners and th- this year uh, for the final class of the hall of fame there'll be new new winners okay yeah here's john height Thanks, Joe. Cloudy and 71 degrees. This update brought to you by the Duluth Trading Company. Visit Duluth Trading Company stores in Fridley, Bloomington, Woodbury, and downtown Duluth. Twins and White Sox again tonight. Uh, tonight, though, they'll be in Chicago, not at Target Field. The Twins will be facing one of the top prospects in all of baseball. Michael Kopech will pitch for the White Sox. He'll be making his Major League debut. Jose Barrios will pitch for the Twins. The Lynx open the playoffs tonight. Need a win if they want to keep on playing. They're playing the L.A. Sparks. First two rounds of the WNBA playoffs are one game, win, or go home. If they do win tonight, the Lynx would have to go cross-country to either Washington, D.C. or Connecticut for another single elimination game on Thursday. A win there, the Lynx would then begin the best-of-five league semifinals on the road on Sunday. News notes from today. The Chisago County Sheriff's Office is warning residents of ramped-up scamming activity in the county. According to the sheriff's office, one scammer left a note at a home in rural Taylor's Falls with a phone number directing residents to a fake Bank of America recording. What? The sheriff's office said shortly after the greeting, the recording asked for bank account information and social security numbers. Honey, we got a note on the front stoop. We <laughs> yeah. better call it. Call them right away. Need your card. Let's go. The sheriff's office urges anyone who suspects they're receiving something from their bank or credit union to call their financial institution at a reliable number. One of the scammers actually caught on video that was released by the Chisago County Sheriff's the Office. Uh-huh. Wow. The woman. Anyone who recognizes the woman in that video was asked to contact the Chisago County Sheriff's Office. The lady that was in the video, I saw this on the news. She looked like a, a regular housewife, not a you well, know. A, what did you think she'd look like? Well, I think if somebody was doing that, they would look. They would have some type of suspicious look. 
I guess I'm profiling. A suspicious look. Yeah. She'd have a horn you sticking out of her forehead. No, you get a, you get a read. <laughs> well, you'd make yeah, a hell of a detective, wouldn't Guilty. you? Guilty. Detective rookie. <laughs> yep. A man was killed early yesterday after being hit by a train in Detroit Lakes, according to a release from the police department there. The release said officers called at 1215 to the railroad crossing at Willow Street on reports of a pedestrian being hit by a train. First responders tried life-saving efforts. The man taken to a later, uh, local hospital where he was pronounced dead later. Police identified the man as a 57-year-old from Fergus Falls. They have not yet released his name. Prosecutors from six California counties announcing today that the trial of the so-called Golden State Killer will be held in Sacramento. Former police officer Joseph D'Angelo, 72 years old, was arrested April 25th at a suburban Sacramento home. He was later charged with 13 murders in the 1970s and 80s spanning Contra Costa, Orange, Santa Barbara, Tulare, Ventura, and Sacramento counties. He was most recently charged with first-degree murder in the 1975 killing of community college teacher Claude Snelling, who was shot while stopping the kidnapping of his 16-year-old daughter in Visalia, California. Detectives are also confident D'Angelo is a burglar known as the Visalia Ransacker, who hit more than 100 homes in the 1970s, terrorizing the farming community about 40 miles south of Fresno. D'Angelo worked as a police officer in the nearby town of Exeter from 1973 to 1976. Authorities arrested him in April at his Citrus Heights homes, uh, Citrus Heights home, excuse me, and said they thought he was the killer who had long proved elusive to authorities. He'll be in court this Thursday afternoon. Nestled at the edge of the Blue Ridge Mountains, tiny Marion, North Carolina, has a population of just over 7,800 people. Uh, but the town has now made a gesture that's making headlines. The small town has declared the legendary creature known as Bigfoot oh. as its official animal. Nearly a month after Whitehall, New York, also adapted Sasquatch as its mascot. Bigfoot, who has reportedly been all over the country in uh, just a short span of time, will be honored as the town's official animal September 8th. Coincidentally, the same day, it's hosting a Bigfoot festival to prove the creature's existence. Do you have any photos? This thing was 10 <laughs> foot tall. Mm-hmm. He had beautiful hair. Yes, he did. <laughs> a lot of shampoo. More hair than you had teeth. What comes to your mind when you think of the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia? Uh, I've just read the book, Hillbilly El- Elegy. Yeah. I, I, you know, I no, think of the holler. No, you're Down failing. The holler. You're failing. No, know. no, 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 What am no. I supposed to think? In the Blue Ridge Mountains of Virginia. <laughs> Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> yep. Okay. I think a Blue Ridge Mountain Skies by the Marshall Tucker Band. See, so there you go. You remember how dumb I used to be? Yeah? Yes, I do. Well, I'm better now. Well, I'm certainly glad, glad to hear it. Uh, the mayor of this town, Stephen Little, admitted he's never actually seen Bigfoot, but that isn't stopping him from saying that anyone visiting Marion could see Bigfoot. So he hopes this is a real boost for tourism. Exactly. Huh? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they're also, by the way, that town, the home of the Facebook research group known as Bigfoot 911, run by John Bruner, who claims to have seen the legendary creature. He's convinced the town's officials to name Bigfoot as its official animal after Whitehall did the same who, last month. Who was the Minnesota guy? Jeff Meldrum? No, he's not in Minnesota. He's a, a professor at uh, either Idaho or Oregon, Jeff Meldrum. But then he was up, remember when? Uh... Yeah, he thought that credible enough for him to go check out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a story that continues to develop, and uh, I, I don't know where it's at now. I just uh, brought it before I came in here, picked it up. A small jet reportedly carrying a rapper-singer Post Malone has been circling the greater New York City area for about four hours. It blew out two tires during takeoff, 
while planning to make an emergency landing at landing and, of course, a massive response by first responders is going on. TMZ reported that Malone is on board, having spent Monday night at the MTV Video Music Awards, where he took home an award for the Song of the Year for his hit Rockstar. Never heard of him. Yeah, he's a, my kid's a big fan. I was actually. just going to say, your kid's probably How does a big he roll? fan of him. Is he- He's, he does it. He raps, but he also plays guitar and sings on occasion. Is he uh, dirty? Uh, yeah, I don't think I, you're going to be able to play it. I wouldn't play, play it cold, let's put it that way. He's got a lot of facial tattoos. He's uh, a lot of facial tattoos. Mm-hmm. The jet carrying 16 people took off from Teterboro Airport, located just outside of New York City, just before 11 this morning, and that's when the pilot reported trouble. The FAA told us. Oh, it's a private plane we're talking about. It's a Gulfstream Aerospace GLF 4, which has 16 people in it, according mm-hmm. to reports. Post and his people. His posse. His people, exactly. I'll give you about 15 seconds of it. Is this a rap song or a, a music song? Song of the year, huh? That's a Ty Dolla Sign. Mm-hmm. Psycho Foot. Song Ty of the year. Dalla. No, I don't think that wasn't the song of the year. Oh. And that generates that enough money to rent a Gulfstream. He's doing video with the tank in it. He's doing quite well. Is he a car guy? He looks like he's a car guy in a couple of these. Good. He actually does other stuff, too. I saw a clip of him playing with Dwight Yoakam. That was actually pretty good. Hmm. Uh, the two of them playing guitars and singing old country songs. He's a Rolls-Royce guy. Well, who isn't? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the aircraft, anyway, the reason it hasn't landed yet after all this, they have 3,700 gallons of fuel to burn. Yeah, we're going to London. So they're continuing to circle, uh, continuing to circle to try to make a safer emergency So what was landing. the, in- I'm sorry, what was the initial... Uh, the uh, the initial problem, problem yeah. The, they uh, blew out the front tires upon takeoff. Right, Ooh. so there's no tires. To so there's no on. tires to land on. So she, he's gonna. They'll foam the runway and he'll put her down, and everybody will be cool. Hopefully, they'll just slide along and, yep. and uh, be everybody. Will yeah. Be fine. How would the old uh, how the old mayor handle uh, not oh, having I'm a front at the tire? Point where I wouldn't care. Christ, <laughs> 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 he would just take a vote. Hey, uh, no landed. front tire. Just try it. Let's, let's go. Let's let's land now. Let's now put wait. A let's go down there. We got to <laughs> Let's. Uh, we got to get her going. And May th- I ask a dumb question? <laughs> sure. How, I didn't realize they had to get rid of that much fuel in order well, to make a safe landing. Well, you don't want it to landing. start on fire. Yeah, it would start. They don't want all the well, fuel I suppose. to Because there's no guarantee that that whatever mechanism that's on that front tire is going to roll. So maybe he is serenading the the plane with that fine tune we just heard. Well, right. Godspeed to them all. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, look at that. Okay, hey, hey, there it is. Yeah. Let's take a vote. <laughs> we are clicking. We're, uh, we're on the way here. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. The clouds are thinning quickly out there, so we're going to get break into uh, mostly sunny skies, I think, here in the next hour and a half to two hours. And that's going to push our high up to at least 76. So it is going to warm up a little bit toward the uh, late afternoon into the evening hours. Tonight, mostly clear skies, uh, lower humidity, low down to 58 as the dew points drop a little bit. Sunshine tomorrow and a high close to 80. And then on Thursday, scattered showers and storms develop by Thursday night, probably around dark or shortly thereafter. 80 for the high on Thursday, more scattered showers on Friday and highs in the upper 70s. But then for the weekend, it does look hot and steamy. Mid to upper 80s for highs Saturday, Sunday, upper 80s close to 90 
early next week. It's going to be a hot start to the fair, the way it appears right now. Right now, Joe, it's 71, and I have the records for the day. Aug, 21. 98 on this date. 98. In 1947. Uh, you know, I keep noting 1947. That was a hot summer. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. a lot of records that were set in 47. Very hot. 40, 44. Neither of us are, were around, Dave. No, I was not, thank goodness. 44. Uh, that was in 2004. I don't remember that being in a cool year. but hmm. All right, thank you. Yep. Uh, here's this. Here's today's ray of hope. You got? Well, Garage Logic wishes to con- congratulate Philip Lorenz of Woodbury. Did you read about this kid in the St. Paul paper? Phil Lorenz? He earned his Eagle Scout at age 13. That's un. It's usually, you know, usually 16, about 17. 17. Yeah. Uh, well, good for him. That, that's fantastic. Uh, and he's not done. He wants to spend his life in scouting. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations to his parents because as a result of that Eagle Scout Award, uh, he will have colleges tripping over themselves to uh, have him come to that school. He's going to get money off just on that merit alone. Well, I bet he's a kid who reads, too. Uh, there's a really, really uh, oh, yeah. a, a troubling piece in the... Uh, Star Tribune today, a new study has alarming findings, but is probably not surprising to anyone who knows a teenager. High schoolers today are texting, scrolling, and using social media. They don't read books and magazines or newspapers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me about it. In their free time, U.S. adolescents are cradling their devices hours each day rather than losing themselves in print or long-form media, according to research published Monday by the American Psychological Association. In fact, one in three U.S. high school seniors, listen to this, it's truly astonishing. One in three U.S. high school seniors did not read a book for pleasure in 2016. Wow. In the same time period, 82% of 12th graders visited such sites as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram Every day. Gene Twenge, a professor of psychology at San Diego State University and one of the study's authors, said the lack of leisure reading is troubling. For her, the most important discovery hidden in the data is this statistic. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. In the 1970s, about 60% of high school seniors reported reading a book, magazine, or newspaper every day. In 2016, Sixteen percent of high school seniors reported doing that. Mm. This explains quite a bit. Even a magazine. This decline in reading print media, particularly the decline in reading books, is concerning, said Twangy, author of iGen. Why today's super connected kids are growing up less rebellious, more tolerant, less happy, and completely unprepared for adulthood. The reasons for the concern is that the skill set and attention it takes to digest concepts in long-form writing are quite different from glancing at a text message or status update. Well, of course it is. Mm-hmm. Reading long-form text like books and magazine articles is really important for understanding complex ideas and for developing critical thinking skills, Twangy said. It is also excellent practice for students who are going to college. The study was conducted by Twangy and two colleagues at San Diego State, Gabriel Martin, and uh, Brian Spitzberg. It's based on data called through a survey project called Monitoring the Future that has been going on since 1975. It's run by researchers at the University of Michigan and funded by the National Institutes of Health, Monitoring uh, the Future Surveys, high school students, 
across the nation, quizzing them on their career plans and drug use, among other things. This is just, this is astonishing. The decline in reading rates of legacy media began in the early 1980s. As I said, tell me about it. And accelerated swiftly after the mid-2000s when smartphones and high-speed internet access became widely available. At the same time, high schoolers' screen time, including TV, began to rise, nearly tripling from the late 70s to the mid-2010s. In 2016, 12th graders reported devoting about six hours of their free time every day to digital media. Every day. (sighs) 10th graders reported devoting five hours, and 8th graders reported devoting four hours. This has nothing to do with race or gender either. It's across the spectrum of youth. Right. Um, the survey questions, the survey uh, question asking students whether and how often they read books, magazines, and newspapers did not differentiate between print and electronic versions of these items. Twenge acknowledged that this could mean the study's results underestimate or discount the amount of time high schoolers spend reading online. Uh, it's important, said Daniel Willingham, a University of Virginia professor of psychology and the author of Raising Kids Who Read, for parents to model good reading behavior. That almost goes without saying, Willingham said. If you're nagging your kid to read and you're just on Instagram all the time, why in the world would they take that seriously? And, of course, when you read, uh, you hid uh, you hid the book in a, uh, what, popular science magazine. Right, right, The you Chase. Were, you were reading... Uh, Shades of Fifty gray. Shades, yeah. Fifty Shades but of I, Grey. I, uh, that was for research purposes. Your kids read? Um, they read in school. They do not read They're for not pleasure. reading for pleasure. They're reading for book reports. The last kid, he did he Prisoner 701. It was, about, uh, it was a really good book, and he really loved it. And I said, that's the beauty of reading. You can feel how hungry the guy was when you're sitting there reading the book. That's the connection, and you don't get that on social media. I bet this Philip Lorenz of Woodbury reads. You don't get to be an Eagle Scout at 13 by being a dummy on your with your nose and your phone all day long. Right. I would agree with that. Yeah. Wow. Well, this explains the decline in newspapers. Um, your only hope is uh, a book club. Well, that's, the gals in my family. That's women who want to drink wine. What, well, but they still got to read the book. I know, but this isn't... Look at me. Look at me. Focus. Yeah. This study has nothing to do with adults. But this, just, is, this is a study that is finding that the youth of America are not reading. Agreed. You know what? And that that's going to cause them problems. I guarantee the numbers on adults aren't much better. Yeah, but, well, I'm see, I'm over the hump, so I'm still a reader. I, I'm the... the uh, being on the digital platform all day long doesn't do much for me. Right. Audio book's not your style. Plus, when I drop a book, it doesn't break. I just lose my place. Got it. So I'm not, I don't even read books on those, uh, what are those things called? E-readers or like a um, yeah. Kindle. I don't do that. iPad. I don't do that. iPad, yeah. Why don't you take us to a break? I can do that. I can do that. I can read, so I can read them. Ray of Hope. Bring me a Ray of Hope, bro. 
The Farmer's Almanac has released its 2019 winter weather forecast, and it's calling for above-normal temperatures in our part of the world. I'd like to hear that. I don't know what the temperature is supposed to be, but it won't bother me if we get a warmer-than-normal winter. I think so. Our milder-than-normal forecast is due to a decrease in solar activity and the expected arrival of a weak El Nino, which will prevent cold air masses from lingering in the north. In the Minnesota and Wisconsin region specifically, October and November are expected to be milder and drier than usual with the coldest temperatures in early to mid-December, late December, and into January. ESPN. Is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis, 68 and climbing sports is coming up shortly.